This is an opinion-based show. These opinions are our own and are not the opinions held by Disney or any other important corporation involved with Star Wars and their cadre of expensive lawyers. This show is for fun. Please don't sue us. Saya and Mal's Hot Takes The Book of Boba Fett Episode 2 All right. I don't know if you want me to save this uh, this story, but I this happened in general chat the other day. This guy was he was having a fit because he couldn't name his guild what he wanted to name it, and somebody was like, "Well, maybe the guild name is taken." And he was like, "No, I promise you, this is not taken. This is a very unique name." What was it? Special operations. <laughs> Yeah, that would never be taken. It's not like it's a reference to uh, the main group activity in the game or a reference to one of the eight major class stories in the game. It was a very unique name. Excuse you. I have been on a big name trip lately because I was researching what alt codes and stuff you can make. Mm. You can make some real fun stuff. I Yeah. Some real legal stuff. Yeah, I know. I've seen like Revan, 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 and Revan. <laughs> My friend, Ravi Ayan. Each one more unique than the last. Yes. I want to make like a, a a thing that will generate every version of Revan possible with all the alt codes. I want to make it happen. I know what I need to do with my life. Do it. Uh, most of them are taken, though. I have sad news for you. Yeah, right, right. So anyway. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Mal and Saya's Hot Takes, the book of Boba Fett, episode two. And episode three, if you have not seen episode two or episode three, or perhaps even episode one, you should not listen to the rest of this full of spoilers. That's it. Get out of here. Major, major spoilers. But before you go, it's not pronounced Jabba the Hutt. It's Jabba the Hutt. Oh, if you're from New Zealand, it's Jabba the Hutt. You've never seen Xena. Mal gives me so much crap because I don't pronounce my words very well and it makes her job editing very difficult. But I would like to know, how does Tamira Morrison get away with being able to say jobber? Who approved that? It's his accent. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about episodes number two and three of The Book of Fett. We talked about the first episode in our previous little hot takes episode. And now we've both watched two and three. And by the time you watch this one, number four will be out as well. That's right, Saya. So let me preface this by saying I watched this uh, over the weekend, and it is possible that prior to viewing episodes two and episodes three, I had perhaps had a little Jabba juice, some drinks. I had some Jabba juice, Jabba juice, Jabba juice by the end of the night. <laughs> I was feeling I was. I was feeling happy, feeling happy. Oh, that's not what you told me you felt about this uh, this third episode, but we'll talk more about that later on. So we started off on episode one. We both found it okay, a little slow, not fantastic, had some a couple cool parts, had mostly meh, I think was our general consensus, right, mm-hmm. Mal? Yeah, meh. Like, I'll watch the next one, but I probably wouldn't, like, pay 100 bucks to watch this. Versus The Mandalorian, I would invest my life savings to see that little baby Yoda and <laughs> Mando Daddy. All right. So, I don't even know where to start, but, like, I'll, I'll start here. 
You gotta send a letter to kill a hut? What? Oh, I saw you getting so angry about that. Look, it's not that you have to send a letter to kill a hut. You get permission so that you don't get the full force of the hut conglomerate coming straight down on your butt. You do not want to mess with the huts. They are some ugly slugs, but they are probably one of the strongest forces in the galaxy right now, right? Because I keep having to go back to Mr. Soteresa and ask him, uh, what's, uh, is, is Luke, is Luke around right now? And he's like, no, baby. He's like off making a Jedi Academy. This is after the old movies. Is, is the Mandalorian here? No, no, that comes later on, sweetie. The Empire's just trash right now. The Republic's pretty trash right now. The Huts are the only one who've got their business together. You don't want to fight them. Yeah. But if you do, you need to send a letter. Like what? To their parents? What do you do? No, 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 no. How do you address that? <laughs> Dear Madam Hut, your little slug has been much of a butt. May I kill them with my rifle? Oh, please. It's just a trifle. Dear Boba. Yes, my son is a little butt. Please take him and shoot him behind the hat. Love. Oh, gee, we are long <laughs> Like, that's how it goes. You got to write the huts and say, is is it okay for me to kill this guy? And the huts are going to be like, yeah, he's kind of being annoying. Take him or no, we're going to, you know. I don't know. However, huts declare war. We haven't seen a lot of that, actually. Like, we know it can happen, but we we, we see a lot of the tail ends of it after the war has already been won. Yeah, I, I don't know. You'll have to bring up more stuff that happened here. Because I just have some really weird notes. Uh, you can definitely tell what I was doing. This one, this next <laughs> one I have says, I will teach you how to be sons of Tatooine anarchy. I have no idea what that even means, Mal. I don't know. It must have been when they were all stealing those motorcycles and they became a motorcycle gang. Ooh, yeah. So that that was in uh that was in episode two, and and the idea of stealing speeders gets carried into episode three as well. So episode two is broken down to two really distinctive parts. The first is continuing to set that scene of the underworld, and the second is the whole Tuscan Raider thing, which was just this huge departure from the rest of rest of the kind of theme of the episodes. They're very very different. Like, it's almost like watching two different shows. I was trying to remember back when I was watching episode two, and I actually thought they were two different episodes at first. But they're, nope, just halfway through, we're back into Tuscan Raider land. So what do you think of all the Underworld stuff that's going on, both both in the second and the third in general? Is it something that intrigues you? Uh, do you like how it was handled? No, it's pretty fucking boring. It really is. I hate to say that. Like, those two huts rolled up, and they're like... Why do you even want to be here? Tatooine blows. And I'm like, yeah, these are the only two people who have any sense in this whole show. Tatooine fucking sucks. Right. I was like, that was a very sensible move. <laughs> There's nothing on Tatooine. I think it's just a, a major on a major route is the main the main reason for it. And maybe it's got some resources out in the desert, but nothing, nothing huts really want. It's where the history comes from. Oh man, History. I gotta I gotta Luke go back Skywalker. and read about why the hell anyone wants Tatooine. Like from what I understand, there's not a lot going on in Hoth either. Like the Empire and the old Republic era is just there to to fuck with the Republic. <laughs> well, didn't that thing crash there? You know that the ship, really big ship. Yeah, but yeah. that's like an old, old, old thing. I don't know. They love old things. They love. Maybe they're all just hoarders and they can't let go of this old crap they have. On these worthless planets. I also wrote this note. It says, 
what just happened? He inhaled a lizard. Then my cat threw up, and I had to get up, and I got distracted. Were these two things related? Was your cat so disgusted by the lizard up the nose thing? No. I don't know. That's what happened. I'm like, oh, you snorting lizards star wars star wars loves star wars loves this weird critter stuff we had we had luke slurping up that milk that uh java juice from that strange creature on on the acto island that in the movies so we got weird. we got boba sticking a nose or <laughs> sticking a nose up his nose a lizard up his nose and having <laughs> having visions to go to the tree of wood where he yep. wooded a wood. And you know what? All this super cool lore about the Tuscan Raiders and the super cool connections that he made and this uh, this culture that he was participating in. Yep, next episode's gone. Yep. Just trash. I, I had seen some people predicting it when episode two came out. Like, well, he doesn't hang out with Tuscan Raiders later on in the show, so they must all have died. And I was like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. But I don't know what else would happen. Yeah, they spent a lot of spent a lot of episodes building up the Tuscan Raiders, and then they all died. <laughs> I was laughing so hard oh. when they pa- they panned to the uh, the graffiti on the wall to make sure you knew it was by the graffiti gang and it wasn't just like a random occurrence of Tuscan Raiders mm-hmm. getting attacked. And then they also flashed back to the scene where he saw the Tus- the the Swoop Raiders graffitiing the wall just in case you weren't sure who destroyed this Tuscan Raider encampment. You knew. You knew full front that it was the this- the speeder gang. Just in case you too were very drunk and had trouble paying attention. <laughs> Here it is for you. Spelled out. But they're not the only speeder gang in town. So in episode three, uh, me, both me and my husband were pointing out right away that, oh, well, Mr. Boba Fett, he really doesn't have much of a staff or entourage going on. He needs a little more. He needs some more protection. He needs some more informants. He needs some more everything. No wonder no one respects him. He has less staff than a McDonald's does. I know. Not to mention he needs some more cardio because every time he has to walk somewhere, he needs his asthma puffer and a trip to the Bacta tank. He's broken. He was, like, left out in the desert for days. That does a toll on a man. Like, why in The Mandalorian is he fucking fine? I don't understand. Uh... Because you see him in The Mandalorian, and then he's like, oh, and now I'm going to take my seat as this crime lord. That's why he wants to establish order on Tatooine to set up a proper pharmacy with mail delivery on time. Let's talk about the fight with that Wookiee. Okay, did you like that or no? Bad. So You didn't bad. like it? My husband was like, ah, I always wanted to see a big Wookiee mess things up. And I asked him, did this do it for you? And he kind of went, eh, not really. No, because <laughs> Boba Fett would have been fucking dead. That's it. Series over. Episode three. That Wookiee picks him up and crushes his head. Like a cantaloupe. I'm still really, really confused about the fact that he had nobody watching over him when he slept. Like, I know Fennec can't because she does have to sleep as amazing as she is. Um, she got to sleep. And the two guards, where where do they hang out? And he just hired a whole speeder gang. Did he not, like, set one of them to watch the door of his room? I feel like I missed something somewhere. Like, maybe there was a hint of what happened. But all of a sudden, everyone just rushed in. And there was a four-on-one fight? Yeah, and then they all four of them, oh, five of them, if we count Boba, stand there basically with their thumbs up their asses until <laughs> Fennec comes in and she's like, oh, hello, put him in the trap door. And then he's hanging on with one one hand and then they all look at him 
like a bunch of idiots. Oh, what do we do now? And I'm sitting here like, is no one going to like step on his hand or something and put him down no, in the pit? No, 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 no. You don't want to go anywhere near a Wookiee who's angry. Have you seen how long their arms are? Have you seen that they will rip your arms off? Don't they have, there's like a bunch of stuff in the room and they've all got crap with them. Right, they had all kinds of interesting weapons. Then then again, all five of them stand around with their thumbs up their asses until Fennec comes and throws a thing at his hand. What did you think about all the cybernetics? I was excited to see those because in the Old Republic game, cyborg is an actual species. Yeah, I think maybe because I'm just used to it. Everybody lost their mind at the cyborgs. And I'm like, yeah, I play like four of those every day. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't really. I was a... excited because we only really see in the, in the movies and stuff, as far as I can remember, we mostly only see like people's hands get chopped off by lightsabers. So you get a robot hand or Darth Vader is just one giant walking asthma cyborg. And Fennec's a cyborg. We just don't see it a lot. I thought that was cool. I liked that. It's really pricey, though, you know, so I guess hers has to get covered up. Right, right. You don't want to be showing that bad boy off. I would. I'd be wearing, like, a see-through armor so that you could see my robot insides. Woo-wee! Hot mama! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Belly shirts every day. <laughs> hey, you paid for them, you know. Yeah, that's right. It's like my expensive eye. No, it's my expensive belly button fully sculpted. Yeah. Crystal quartz automation in here. So what do you think about the speeder scene? So the speeder scene for me in the third episode was it took a chunk of time. It just felt really low budget. It felt really slow. They kept throwing in trope after trope of chase scene stuff like the painting, like, you know, the the fruit melons at the end. And they threw in like a thousand little droids. And I'm obsessed with Star Wars droids. Like, I really love the mouse droids. And when a mouse droid appeared on the screen, I thought it was just going to be a little two second cameo. And I was about to flip my lid, be like, I would have a mouse droid. But then like more started showing up and they were driving around practically faster than the speeders were. And then, like, five more droids showed up, and I was just like, eh, this is a lot. It's not. It's not good. The chase did not look good. It's not good. It doesn't match. The aesthetic of their bikes, like, nothing matches. This is Tatooine. Everything okay. is sandy and dingy Listen and to me, dirty. all you children who know nothing about life and Star Wars and are complaining about these speeder bikes being too clean. I watched a musical recently oh, Lord. called In the Heights. In the Heights. Oh, God. Um, and one of the points of the episode is about an older woman. She said, when we are very poor, when we are younger, we had these beautiful napkins by my mother and grandmother, and we would embroider them so incredibly beautiful so that we could have our dignity. We didn't have money. We barely had food, but we had these beautiful things. That is what those speeders are. They are like the one thing these unemployed kids who have literally no prospects have. Why are they so clean? It's literally set up at the beginning of the episode. They just stole the water. That's why they are clean. The bikes have been washed with the water. And they continue stealing this water, likely. Or buying it. Maybe Jabba's actually paying them. Oh, Jabba, no boba. Jabba the Fett. His backpack's got nothing because he's <laughs> Jabba the dead hut. Boba the Hut. They're clean because they stole the water. And it's like the one nice thing they have. What is their hobby? Speeder racing. It's like it's like having a classic car. Maybe you have a McDonald's job, but but your car is your baby. You take care of it. I get that. But I think there's a way to show that without making it look so 
without it being such a stark contrast to everything else that's going on around it. That's true. I guess they didn't have to necessarily be colorful. They could have just been real blingy. Real well, they weren't even, looking. they didn't even look used. They didn't even look like, <laughs> you know, like, look how they're driving. Oh, not a scratch on your car. Are you kidding me? I feel like they had to make things really obvious in these episodes. For example, I was saying earlier with the graffiti, they showed the graffiti point blank. They went and did the flashback of where the graffiti came from. They can't be subtle in this show, it seems like. I don't understand. I don't understand what he wants. And understand what his goal is. Right. On Tattoo. It's episode three. And I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know what he wants. And they keep flashing back to him as a kid watching his dad leave. He wants his daddy back. Is I don't care. He's got a a messed up upbringing and his dad. Excuse me. Didn't his dad get his head chopped off in front of him as a kid? And that's rough. If that doesn't cause some trauma, I don't know what does, ma'am. It does, but. In the context of the show, I-, I don't know why I'm supposed to care about that. I'm not sure if it's it's part of the greater story or if it's uh, just just a, a service to the fans to be like, yes, this is indeed Boba, the one that you saw as a young child in the movies, and to continuously remind you of that. I don't know. Yeah, but I knew that already. He's Boba Fett. Like, d- no shit. I'm I'm still stuck on the idea of that I don't feel like I understand what his motives are. He said, he has said out loud, I want to impose order on Tatooine. But he hasn't really said why um, or how he plans to do that other than with respect um, or what his endgame goals are. Like, I think generally he would like people to stop killing him and stop randomly killing each other. And he seems to not want people to charge uh, 1,500 credits for water. But... <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't feel like Mando Daddy. I always felt like I knew why he was doing what he was doing. And a lot of the time it was simple mm-hmm. to protect the child because I was a foundling and I was protected. Um, just really basic stuff. Like I want to protect my clan. I want to this. Uh, the baby was such a strong motivator for him. But for Boba, we're completely missing that. I'm not saying he needs a baby Yoda, but he needs us to understand what he wants and why he wants us and for us to care more. Right. And in the meantime, while he figures that out, it's not very interesting. No. And I I don't understand the stuff he does. And it's not very satisfying. Like when he went to see the mayor and that toilet guy was like, oh, let me see if you had an appointment. He should have gone Fennec and Fennec should have blown somebody's head off. <laughs> and then he should have said, check again. <laughs> I mean, he did that just slightly, slightly more diplomatic. That is so boring. I don't want to watch that on TV. Well, he would have shot the guy and went back and found the mayor wasn't there. So it's not like that would have been very satisfying either. I don't know. It might have been. <laughs> you just like seeing him shoot people. And I, I have no major complaints about that. Well, I was waiting for him to shoot that man with that horrible mullet. I feel like he could go. No bit, no big loss <laughs> oh, there. The guy at the front desk was laughing so hard at the way he looks. He was in the second episode, too. <laughs> they made him real goofy looking on purpose. With, he had a funny mustache, too, I think. I'm sorry, um, sir. We're going to have to let you go. Your hair is so bad. <laughs> Thank you, costume designers. We love what you do sometimes. Oh, man. Um, So the end of the episode is being set up with the idea that there's going to be either a two-way or a three-way turf war for Tatooine. We've got the Nikto, the kind of weird-looking fish guys who have just received a ton of off-world support and also have the support of the mayor. And I believe they are also 
possibly having ties to one of the the three sections of Tatooine that they were showing off on the little map. And then the second is going to be Boba and his uh, seven or so staff members. His band of merry men. <laughs> um, he has a rancor now. So that certainly counts for something. I thought that was pretty cool. What did you think about him getting a rancor? It was fine. I liked the concept. It was really slow, though. Just the whole thing was very slow-paced. Mm-hmm. And can't say I loved it. Like, I, I don't hate slow-paced things, especially when it's very story-oriented. But a lot of it was just kind of... There was a lot of exposition, I noticed. Um, Like, there's a lot of lore references in this one. For example... I was really cracking up because there was this one guy saying that, oh, Tatooine used to be covered in water. It's very interesting. And then he gets like cut off. And I was cracking up because I've heard many Star Wars fans say that. Like you'll mention Tatooine and the deserts of Tatooine. They'll be like, "Ah, did you know? And going into some super lore nerd stuff. And then they were also talking about the the witches of Dathomir used to ride the Rancors. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. As a as a, if I was a new fan, I wouldn't know what Witches of Dathomir were because I didn't watch the Clone Wars or anything like that. And as an old fan, I'm like, I don't want to hear about it. I want to see it. <laughs> Let's go Dathomir. I want to see Boba take out some Night Sisters. Let's go. I mean, it, it was fine. It was just like, yeah. It was fine. Chopper yes. used to have a rancor, and now here's your rancor for the pit. But they're so misunderstood. They're actually really nice. He's a poor little baby. And we put a little blindfold on it. And now it's your rancor. And you're going to ride it the next episode because it's yours now. Man, so, yeah, it's very, I liked I liked the Sand People stuff in the second episode. And I probably would have lo- watched a lot more if, it, if the whole show was just about that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I'll keep watching this if it keeps coming out. But it's not something if I was trying to decide, do I keep my Disney Plus or don't keep my Disney Plus subscription? This would probably not be doing the trick. I watch a lot of other stuff on there. So that's not my main what I'm paying for. So I'll probably keep watching it. But uh, so far, not not high on my list. And it feels really like they took the leftovers that they had made from The Mandalorian like the the view, the volume, the really big tech that they use to make the scenery. And I'm sure they use a lot of the um, physical scenery over again, like like Tatooine and stuff like that. And this didn't quite have the, the, the manpower or the skill power or the money power for the rest. I don't know. I don't know. I feel so picky. He's just not very cool. Yeah. <sighs> it, would, it would be cooler if we'd gotten, like everyone was saying we want a Boba Fett movie we want a boba fett tv or something like that i don't know if anyone realized it would be old boba fett and i don't know if that's i don't i wish i knew how many people wanted that like i know they have to be very careful because they have all these timelines that they have to do their best to keep connected but i would have totally just watched an episode a one-off episode each one of watching boba go around doing doing bounties back in the day Mm -hmm. i would have watched that yeah I mean, I'll do, like, another couple episodes, but... Yeah. Well, fingers crossed for both of us. Hope it picks up. For those of you who did enjoy it, please do not let us damper your enjoyment of it. For those of you who did not enjoy it so far and felt it kind of slow, well, I don't know, maybe it'll pick up. We'll see. And then we can all eat our shorts and Disney shorts. We can. And drinking doesn't make it better. (laughs) 
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Hot Takes, where we looked at the book of Fett episodes two and three. We'll be checking out the later episodes in another little episode. See you guys later. See ya. You have been listening to Saya and Mal's Hot Takes. And drinking doesn't make it better. Oops. <laughs> <laughs>